I'm very liberal. I'm a very liberal person. Um, and I believe in freedom, you know? I think that like you, whatever you want to do with your body is your own business. So that means I think that you should be able to fuck your cousin and kill yourself if that's what you want to do with your own body. Um, and that, that goes for everybody. Like if you're Republican, I think you should go fuck yourself and kill, you get it, you get it. <laughs> go fuck your cousin, Mitch McConnell. Um, woo, yeah, Bernie, woo, okay, <laughs> we're all on board. Um, I, uh, I'm really glad Trump's gone. I, I think that it's like funny, his legacy is like that billion dollar wall, you know? And uh, that billion dollar wall, I've, I've been seeing a lot of videos of like people just getting through, like that wall doesn't stop anybody trying to get through because they made it to American specs. You know, they were like, can John get through? And it's like, no, John and his Coca-Cola titties aren't getting through that wall anytime soon. Panel one is five foot three and walked 300 miles to get here. He's gonna slip right through. And so basically, it, it's really poignant that uh, Trump's legacy is a billion dollar wall whose ultimate message is no fat chicks. <laughs> um, I've been seeing a trend lately, like all the Instagram hoes have little Care Bear hearts on their butts. Have you guys seen that? It's like a little Care Bear slut logo, you know? like. I'm rain cloud slut, yeah. Uh, but I got a bunch of tattoos in quarantine. Uh, I think tattoos are cool, uh, especially if you have a shitty personality, because it just covers it up. But I saw a woman, she had Travis written on her titty. And uh, I'm like, that's a bad idea, you know? Because it's like best case scenario, she named her left titty Travis. Maybe, but it's like even if it's her baby, that's a bad idea because eventually, you know, she's just gonna have her grown ass son Travis's name written on her saggy tit, and that's a travesty, right? I fuck books, okay? It goes a long way. You guys were laughing. I proved myself. <sighs> Thank you. Um. I uh I was watching a James Bond movie and you know how he like fucks he like smashes pussy right he smashes pussy for the government to try to buy his way across the SSSR and uh, it's like I feel like really in reality he'd probably be smashing a lot of ass because women didn't have government secrets back then you know you'd have to fuck a lot of butts <laughs> to get <laughs> some secrets. So it's not like gay for pay, it's like buy for spy, but it's, you know, it's okay. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I hope you, you guys all look, by the way, really warm and happy. So I've, I've enjoyed myself. I also, you know, I'm just gonna say about dead grandmas, that guy was talking about his dead grandma like two hours ago, right? And like, I also, my grandma just died, and so I have all these old things, like all my toilet paper, so dead persons, all my <laughs> paper towels come from a dead person, and I'm like, someone's like, you want a lighter? I'm like, do you want a box of matches? Uh, <laughs> she used to light her fireplace with it, so anyway, I've had a great time with you guys here. Keep on filming. Yeah, no.
gosh, and the blustery winds keep a coming. We have one last comedian. This is a thing that has people put money in. If you want to put money in it, I should throw it on the screen. Or you can always Venmo us. It's at Mutiny Radio, all one word, and there's Bert and Ernie on it. And don't ask why. It's just the way it is. We have one last comedian. You're all hanging fast. Put your hands together, everybody, and laugh hysterically. Oh, look, Luke's the freaking out. Uh, it's Sam Carroll. Yay! What is it? Oh, I, oh, I guess it's me. I guess it's me. Give it up one more time for Gabby and her dead grandma. Rest in beats. I got to do this? Blustering. Also, in regards to the money thing, I just want to say you can also donate to a charity of your choice. It's up to you. Give money to mutiny or a charity of your choice. We're we're happy either way. No, that's such a fucking lie. Oh, I can't swear. Do, do any of you guys do that uh, for your birthday? You're like, don't give me shit. Give to a charity. Give this charity. I adore that. I do. I don't really know where I'm going here. You guys ever know that feeling when? Uh, no, no, no. Do do you? Uh, you know when? You know when? Ah, oh shit! I forgot what joke one is. Hold on. Let me consult the handy hand here. Oh, this is no help. It just says joke one, joke two, joke three. I'm not off to a very good start here. Should I do joke three? Ugh. Oh, now I see why you were using the bag. God, I hate it when a comedian will do their performance without performance. Okay. The, an the ants will eat those, and then they'll have very fresh breath. For for when they do that thing when they're in the line and they're like, "Oh, what's up, bro? You going to that place? I was just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then they sw and then they switch. Now you guys, you guys never seen ants do that? I don't know. I'm trying to be silly. I'm actually not really in a good place right now. We just found out my mother has type one autoerotic anaphylaxis. Yeah. It's the doctor says it's not looking good. You guys even know what it's like? having a mother who's anaphylactically allergic to peanuts and who masturbates eating peanut butter sandwiches? Do you know what it's like never having peanut products in the house only to find an entire box of Smucker's Uncrustables under your master bedroom? Kinda hot. Kinda hot. Not like in, 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 in an incestual way. Not in, in an incestual way. Although I have no issue with incest. It seems to be pretty mainstream these days. According to the porn websites. But uh, no, I, it's actually a very regal trait to uh, fuck your sister. Or to, oh, sorry, can't say that. To bone your sister. Yeah. You guys, you guys familiar with the, the royal Habsburg family? You know about them? You guys know the Habsburgs? They, they were big fans of inbreeding. I mean, they, they, uh, th they didn't mean to breed. They just liked having sex with one another. Kind of their thing, yeah. Anyways, how you? How you? You guys essential workers? Essential workers, make some claps for if you're essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, all right. Non-essential workers, make some claps for the essentials, please. They don't get enough love. Yeah, it it's a it's a very important time right now to have a side hustle. I think. You know, especially if you're not an essential worker. Do any of you, do any of you, uh, non-essential workers have some side hustles that you want to share? No, I don't mean GameStop. That's a good. Uh, ga see, that's your side hustle. 
Are you, re are you reporting that as federal income? Yeah? Do you, uh, yeah, you got a side hustle. Would you like to report that to the federal government? I'm just kidding. I don't work for the federal government. These aren't even, this isn't even like a notepad. These are Bollywood DVDs. You guys, you guys want to, you guys want to see them? They're pretty interesting. Here, I'll pass them around. That's all right. I'm the last guy. Would you hold them up to the crowd? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that one's not supposed to be in there. That's Squirt 2. Squirt 2. Actually, a great, a great feature film, but not as good as Squirt 1. But that's how it goes with prequels. Yeah. Anyways, that was. Uh, it's important to have side hustles. I used to live with this guy who worked at a Brazilian wax parlor, and every day he'd skim a little bit of the wax off the top, and he'd make Brazilian wax candles. I'm actually, I actually, I'm selling them after the show. I got two flavors left. I think I, I think I got. Love's Mist, and I got Ocean Breeze Low Tide, if anyone wants some. I'm also selling some t-shirts, a three-pack, Fruit of the Loom, and some, and some certified pre-owned boxer briefs with a little bit of uh, rusting on the rear quarter panel, if you know what I mean. It's a poop joke. Oh, you hear that? Oh, my God, he did it. Yeah, I had another friend who worked at a crematorium. And what he would do is he'd skim a little human ash off the top, and he would package it up and sell it as protein powder to cannibals. Yeah. Important to have side hustles. Everybody's getting laid off these days. You know? I had a, I had a friend who was, uh, he worked in the massage industry. He worked for one of these big massage companies. He got laid off. As soon as, as, soon as COVID hit, his company, what they did instead of having someone come to your house is they just shipped you an electronic back massager. Which sucked for him because it like his job basically got automated by a Hitachi magic wand, you know, which is terrible because you know one minute he's working, the next minute a robot takes his job, and fucks his wife. I said it bones his wife. Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to take.
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio dot FM.
Let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western sky. On my cayuse, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon till I lose my senses. Can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence me in. again in town was sitting by his sweetheart's side and when his sweetheart said come on let's settle down while cat raised his head and cried oh give me land lots of land on the starry skies above don't fence me in let me ride through the wide open country that i love don't fence me in let me be by myself in the evening breeze listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees send me off forever but i ask you please don't fence me in just turn me loose let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western sky on my cayuse let me wander over yonder till i see the mountains rise i want to ride to the ridge where the west commences gaze at the moon till i lose my senses can't look at hobbles and i can't stand fences don't fence me
As I wait in his library The scent of tobacco And the silence of the room Are inside me
track you. Night, Mario, Paul said. He started off toward the shuttle. Then he stopped, reached in his pocket, and flipped a half dollar over the counter. Mario caught the big coin. I'll take the Sunday Times, Paul said, and picked up the newspaper. Hey, wait, Mario called back. It's only 25 cents. You've got a quarter coming. But Paul was already in the car. The door slid closed. He smiled and waved through the window. With a lurch, the train moved off, its lights glimmering away through the darkness. Tucker Mouse smiled, too. He liked Paul. In fact, he liked anybody who was nice to Mario. But it was late now, time to crawl back to his comfortable niche in the wall and go to sleep. Even a mouse who lives in the subway station in Times Square has to sleep sometime. And Tucker had a big day planned for tomorrow, collecting things for his home and snapping up bits of food that fell from the lunch counters all over the station. He was just about to turn into the drain pipe when he heard a very strange sound. Now, Tucker Mouse had heard almost all the sounds that can be heard in New York City. He had heard the rumble of subway trains and the shriek their iron wheels make when they go around the corner. From above, through the iron grills that open onto the streets, he had heard the thrumming of the rubber tires of automobiles and the hooting of their horns and the howling of their brakes. And he had heard the babble of voices when the station was full of human beings and the barking of the dogs that some of them had on leashes. Birds, the pigeons of New York, and cats, and even the high purring of airplanes above the city Tucker had heard. But in all his days, and on all his journeys through the greatest city in the world, Tucker had never heard a sound quite like this one. For several minutes, there was only the whispering silence. Whatever it was that was making the sound had heard him coming and was quiet. Silently, Mario waited. Then he heard it again, rising from a pile of waste papers and soot that had blown against the concrete wall. He went down and very gently began to lift off the papers. One by one, he inspected them and laid them to one side. Down near the bottom, the papers became dirtier and dirtier. Mario reached the floor. He began to feel with his hands through the dust and soot, and wedged in a crack under all the refuse, he found what he'd been looking for. It was a little insect, about an inch long and covered with dirt. It had six legs, two long antennae on its head, and what seemed to be a pair of wings folded on its back. Holding his discovery as carefully as his fingers could, Mario lifted the insect up and rested him in the palm of his hand. A cricket, he exclaimed. Keeping his cupped hand very steady, Mario walked back to the newsstand. The cricket didn't move, and he didn't make that little musical noise anymore. He just lay perfectly still, as if he were sleeping or frightened to death. 
Mario pulled out a Kleenex and laid the cricket on it. Then he took another and started to dust him off. Ever so softly, he tapped the hard black shell and the antennae and legs and wings. Gradually, the dirt that had collected on the insect fell away. His true color was still black, but now it had a bright, glossy sheen.
Oh, well, a young man ain't nothing in this world these days. I said, a young man ain't nothing in this world these days. In the old days, when a young man was a strong man All the people stand back when a young man walked by Young man ain't nothing in this world these